Yeah, that's right. This is the hardcore icon, the Sandman. And if you want to be hardcore like me, you want to be extreme like me, well, then you better listen to Reliving Extreme Podcast, hosted by Aaron and Nate Maxson and Chad Austin. Pay your bill, Tommy Cairo. Let's get this the week party on... Let's get the party started. Well, somebody better call Archie Mitchell. <laughs> I'm reliving the extreme. We are reliving the episodes of ECW from August 16th and 23rd, 1994, because there is not a lot to cover, literally. I know we say that a lot, jokingly, folks, but literally, these two episodes of ECW are highlights from the show we reviewed last time, Hardcore Heaven, and interspersed with promos, so it will not take us any time at all to cover these uh, so we're basically going to do two shows in an hour. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, and I mean we we have to because it's just like when when isn't it, when isn't it a recap show? Well, I'm hoping because we're I mean obviously the next the next episode that we're going to have of the show to watch is when this this promotion ceases being NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling and becomes Extreme Championship Wrestling. So I'm hoping that. That 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 change is coming here. That we're going to start seeing um, less of a what do you want to say? Less of just a regional weekly program and more of a company trying to build a national brand. Well, that was Paul's um, and, and what's his name? The guy from um, NWA, Howard Brody, and Dennis Coraluza. No, 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 no. The the main guy. Oh. Um, the, the the gym. The gym. What's his name? The Memorial Cup guy. Oh, Jim, Jim Crockett. Crockett, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was the one that was going to, like, he was the one that was going to what? Move the office to, to um, um, not New York, Texas, right? Yes. yes. Yep. He, he, that was his bright idea, to go <laughs> buy an office in Texas. Yeah, and- because at this point, at this point, for those of you that don't know, <clears throat> And I think it was about September of 93, WCW had essentially just dumped the NWA. They were done with it. You know, they had, they had gotten the mileage out of it. They wanted to, 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 I guess, whatever, continue their promotion and continue their legacy. And then it was just kind of in limbo for about a year. And like I Chad think, said... I, 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 I disagree. I think I think it was a little bit longer than that. Because I, I, think, that, I think the whole entire deal with uh, Jim Crockett was about a year long. Okay. And 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 the talent didn't have any, you know what I mean? Like, not me, but, you know, the regular talent didn't have any idea what was going on. But mm-hmm. I think that there was something going on, and there was something in the works, right? Oh, like, yeah, definitely. And and setting up this tournament for the for anything I've ever read, initially they were going to do it like a a you know a multiple what do you want to say a multiple promotion tournament somewhere i'm sure gordon convinced coraluzo and brody and crockett mainly coraluzo and brody i think well let me just do it in ecw and from i think i mean even before that him and paulie no chance chance coraluzo agreed to that no chance it may have been you think you think he'd have seen it coming (laughs) coraluzo fuck yeah Dude, Carluzzo was not a fan day one. Mm-hmm. Day one, he he was like, I don't I don't like any of this. <laughs> Fuck all this. And 
I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Dennis, but he may or not had connections to, um, you know, people. People. As a people. As a yeah. People. I'm not going to go any more into detail about what Carl Luzo had. People always say he's like the Tony Soprano of pro wrestling. He he knew he knew people. He knew people in the sanitation business. Let's just put it that way. Yep, garbage <laughs> is his business. Business is good. He walked into ECW. He's like, I know something about sanitation, and this is garbage. <laughs> now that's the reason why he never walked in ECW because he he would have walked in and there wouldn't have been nobody there except me and fucking Tony Mamaluke. I don't know whatever his name is. So before we get into these shows, I have actually in the couple of weeks since we since we did a show, we actually got a few questions from you, the listeners. Which anytime you can send to relivingtheextreme at gmail dot com. Well, we got questions. We got questions, and none of them are from Archie Mitchell. Well, I implore all, all both of our listeners to send the questions because <laughs> we keep love them coming. We, we love answering the questions here on the on the. Um... The first question is for Chad, actually, specifically. It's from a listener named Corey White. Corey says, "Chad, who is the biggest asshole you have ever dealt with in the wrestling business?" Biggest asshole. You can't say Archie Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Archie Mitchell's never been in the wrestling business. Yeah, but he sent me a Facebook pic that oof. <laughs> He's in a different kind of business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if you, if you yeah, uh, biggest asshole probably, um, Jesus, probably Tony Atlas. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of feet. He was trying to, he was trying to get, get with my girl, and he was trying to lick her feet, and, or I don't know what he was trying to do with her feet, but I was like, dude, I, clearly I can't beat you up, but. I gotta punch you in the face. God damn you, Mister USA! <laughs> yeah, I, you know I don't give a shit how much money you drew with Kevin Sullivan in, in 1980. But tell my girlfriend that you want to get rid of me and you want to lick her feet. Like I, I have to punch you. Like I, I don't give a shit what the consequences are. But you know, as a man, right? You it's implied. Yes, me. it's implied. It's in the contract. Yeah, yeah. I gotta stand up for myself. I can't stay there and not defend myself. So I had to punch Tony Ellis and go like, fuck you. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> is what it is. Well, Tony Atlas is an asshole. There's the there's the name of this episode. So Dude, far Tony Atlas is not an asshole. <laughs> like like literally Tony Atlas is a is a really, really great guy, honestly. He's a really great guy. He's just a deviant. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't give a shit what he wants to do when he's not working. Like we're not here, we're not here to kink shame. It's not my fault. I couldn't find my left my left flip flop. I'm walking around the locker room going, I can't find my flip flop. And all of a sudden, Tony Ellis is is handing it to me. Like he's handing it to me after he sniffed it. Like, <laughs> like why is my flip flop moist, Tony? Why is it moist? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> How bad could my flip flop smell that I just drove eighty miles or whatever? I mean, like it's not like I've been wearing it for a week. I've been wearing it for like an hour and a half, and all of a sudden I catch you over there. I saw you. Don't don't think I didn't catch you. You're over there. You're sniffing. You're wondering. You know. I come back from my match. He's going to ask me who I worked or who did you work. All of a sudden he's going to be sniffing his back, and then. It's a whole goddamn fucking circle. Like, 
Yeah, that fucking guy. Are we doing a show about Tony Atlas? <laughs> well, I was going to say, with uh, with you having clarified that Tony Atlas is a good guy, is there anybody that was just a, I mean, I don't know if you want to bury anybody or not, but is there anybody that you dealt with that you're just like, God, what a colossal asshole? No, I don't have that. I mean, no. I, I, I mean, I, I actually wish that I did, but but I think I think the guys that I were involved in the wrestling business with, they were all trained the way they were supposed to be trained, mm-hmm. and they were respectful, and they did what they were supposed to do. And yeah, I mean, no, I don't, I, I don't. I mean, I mean, it it would take a while for me to come up with somebody that say this guy somebody i didn't like you know what i mean right yeah i was gonna say probably you had people that did asshole things in the in a, in the moment or whatever like when you talked about the match with jimmy snooker you know asshole moments but maybe not, not maybe not an asshole in general i assume oh, i could make i could make up names like uh jimmy stark uh Jim, matter of fact i don't even remember his names and he's not even gonna get it fucking i i used to use his name every show that i, I used to do a podcast on because I thought he was a jobber. And Mark Starr? I, no, I, I can't no. remember his name. Okay. The next question that we have here is from James, and James asks, what wrestlers were never in ECW that you would have liked to seen in that promotion? Is that for me or for you, Aaron? I think that's for kind of in general, so whoever wants to answer. Um, well, that's a good question, I guess. Um, I'll let Aaron go first, because I already have my answer. Come on, Aaron! I'm thinking! <laughs> what do you mean, you think? It's, it's a podcast. You can't just sit there. <laughs> Meng, Haku. I think Haku would have been fantastic in ECW. As a faction? No. I think he would have been fantastic if Haku would have been in ECW. Wasn't the question a faction... No, no. Just what, 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 what wrestler or wrestlers were never in the promotion that you would have liked to seen appear in ECW? Oh, oh, okay. Haku. Oh my god. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> Could you imagine Could... Haku? And they just say, "Go out there and do whatever you want, buddy." <laughs> Haku and Spike. Like, I mean, would wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be the obvious booking? Haku yeah. and Spike. I mean, or ha- or Haku and Mikey. <laughs> Well, either way, and then you end up with, come on, I'll I'll give you guys creative um, control. At the end of the day, who would you book them with? Hmm. Come on, one of you guys. Well, I mean, oh, go ahead, Aaron. No, go ahead and say what you're going to say. I was just going to say, I mean, somebody that he's going to go toe-to-toe with, not just squash, maybe Taz or Sabu. I was going to say Sabu. It's Taz. You, you you have you have fucking Haku just demolish everybody, demolish everybody, demolish everybody, and then eventually, what, what does ECW do? Are are they still doing the fucking lights out shit? Oh yeah, they do that up until the end. I think. <laughs> I mean, all right, <laughs> whether they on do... purpose or not. <laughs> like <laughs> the the end of the show was lights out, and they were like, "It ain't coming back on." <laughs> Like, like the last show. The I just last see show. All, the like only light. The only light. Yeah, the only lights I see are Polly's tail lights. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't even make this segment serious <laughs> at this point. But but the lights go out, dude. Haku against Taz to me would be like just the fact them two fucking knuckleheads standing against each other, mm-hmm. like. The crowd. I mean, would the crowd go banana? Oh yeah, 
No shit. Because yeah, everybody, got- everybody thought, everybody thought Taz was a bad. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. As much as the ECW crowd loves Taz, and then as much as everybody loves Haku and knows he's a badass. Yeah. yeah. Like, Taz will fucking beat the shit out of that little midget. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of like, that's, that's kind of a dream match I would love to see in ECW. And, I don't know. Thinking of him fighting Sabu, I was just thinking of, like, you know, Sabu's, like, insane. He does all this crazy shit and everything. I'm just thinking about, like, the first time Sabu would try to, like, leap at Haku and he just swats him out of the fucking air. <laughs> like, dear Lord. <laughs> Like the only time Sabu would ever just have like a frightened look on his face. I see that. I see that on ECW all the time <laughs> where I watch a guy like, I don't know what his name is, fucking Ford El, <laughs> El Fuego. Like, I, I'm getting one of them, I think. I think I want to buy a Ford El Fuego. <laughs> and and he does that little flip thing. I'm like, dude, I'll just kick him in his face. Just kick him in his face. Uh, oh, this guy is doing a leap off of this rope. He's going off of this rope. He's going off of this rope. I'll kick him in his face. Uh, I mean, how long do you expect me to sit here? You know? I mean, I'm, I, I haven't, I, I haven't, I haven't, I, uh, no, I take it back. I've been in this business 30 years. I am not going to sit around. For a guy who's going to jump from rope to rope to rope to rope to rope to rope in order to do a move to me, like, I'm not going to be there. Yeah, I was going to say, at that point, <laughs> who looks like the idiot? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean I'll, I'm not a guy that I'll do whatever you want. I'll do, I'll do anything you want, any spot you want to do. I don't give a shit how ridiculous it is or whatever, but... When it takes that long, then, you know, I mean, help me out, buddy. <laughs> you know, once, you... once it takes like five or six minutes to, for you to get in the spot, you know. Mm-hmm. Did you did you have anybody else in mind, Chad, that you think would have, uh, it would have been fun to see in ECW other than Haku that never was there? Oh, man. Um, who would I love to have seen? To be in ECW, yeah. Uh, um, off the top of my head, I would have loved to have seen um no Archie <laughs> Mitchell. Because <laughs> what came to my mind, that, what came to my like mind, mass transit situation. The first was up. What came to my mass mind when transit. I saw the, <laughs> when I saw <laughs> when I saw the question, the person that came to my mind was. What would have been had Kurt Angle not been there on Crucifixion Night and said "fuck this noise." And not not and decided that he was going to be with ECW. What could have been with Kurt Angle, a young Kurt Angle? I don't Angle? believe any of that. I don't. I, I don't. I don't no? believe. I, I don't believe. I think that was just Kurt Angle being fucking Kurt Angle. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I just think that it, it was it was, it was bullshit. Who gives a fuck? What do you give a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what, so what do they do? They crucified with the Sandman. Yeah, Sandman. So, shut <laughs> right. Up. I mean, at the end of the day, you're fucking going on. <laughs> Big fucking deal. My favorite thing out of that whole thing is Raven. And they told him, well, it's like you didn't crucify him. You, you, you didn't strap him to the Star of David. He's like, well, fuck no. He would have rolled away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the reason why I didn't strap him to the Star of David. He's gonna roll It's fucking funny. Away, 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 
Double boys music. Call it the call it the dreidel angle. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, seriously, stop, stop it. Enough. Well, since uh, Chad didn't have one, the other guy would have, and we don't have to talk too much on it. it I think it would have been cool to see Vader there at least once or twice. Vader and ECW. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good lord! Um, like one more, like last, like little two or three match run where he could be a badass after he was done in WWE. Shane? Yeah, just like, I just would have think it. I think it would have been cool. I can see that. I can see that. What here. about what about you like, put you, you, him, like, the EC? What about the ECW arena and you have Bam Bam versus Vader? That's what I was just gonna say. Vader and Bam Bam one on one. No, see, I would have, I would have Bam Bam and Vader just every single match ended in no DQ. <laughs> like, there's just no way to know. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like every match, no DQ, no DQ, and it's next month, no DQ. These two guys can't figure out who's the badass. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you and can, then you could stretch that out for six months. Well, I mean, you got to figure out Terry's leaving, right? Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's your out. The last show you you booked Terry to do the fucking like you know somewhat job, mm-hmm. not not have him get. I mean, I, I wouldn't have him pinned. I would even consider a count out as a win. Just you know what I mean, right? If 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 you know he was knocked out of the ring and boom. And it was a, it was a one two three or a count out or whatever it was. I would consider that as a win. But yeah, I would never. There's no there's no chance. And like like I'm fucking forty nine years old, and I can't I can never consider I can never conceive myself to figure how how is Terry Gordy going to take a pin? How do you pin Terry Gordy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Do, you don't pin Terry Gordy. Um, the last question. And then we'll <laughs> quickly go through the actual episodes of ECW that we are going to discuss. This one is from a gentleman named Rudy. Hey, guys. I've also been watching EC- a lot of ECW lately. I'm finding I... Eh, the wording here. I'm finding I don't, I don't feel that it ages well as compared to some other wrestling <coughs> from the time. What are your opinions on this? Do you agree that ECW agree. doesn't really age well? I agree. I, I agree. I, I think I think it don't look I think it don't look good because it doesn't have the um the uh television standards that Paul picks up in the mm. following weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think it had because it, it's basically just standard definition. Right. It's not high def. So it's just basically standard definition. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I didn't like it back in the um what Valley Forge days. Mm-hmm. I thought I, it looked shitty. See, I'm of two minds on the ECW thing, like people that say that the promotion doesn't age well at all. And I, I, I always think to myself, I think with with match quality in some instances, i.e., say you get into the age of RVD and Jerry Lynn or some of the other stuff you see, I think ECW as a promotion ages well than anything the WWF did in like late 98, 99. You know, it's it's... I know that gets that obviously WWF or WWE's priority is to make us remember the Attitude Era as this glorious thing, but in actuality, it, 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 on yeah, a, on but a, we're, we're not we're not in the Rob Van Dam. No. Well, no, but I, the gist that I got, I guess, from Rudy's email is it sounds like he's asking about the whole promotion as a whole. 
we're, from we're, beginning we're, to end. We're still, we're still in the Rudy Diamond age. Frankie Williams age here. <laughs> from a Columbus, Ohio. What? Columbus, Ohio? He's not afraid of nobody? He's not afraid of nobody. Got no, I got no room for nobody. But yeah, my... Yeah, my I mean, we're still in that age with ECW because... I don't think Paul has has Paul changed companies yet, like like production companies. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. I'm just no, asking. I, I think I think that's upcoming because I think that comes soon after the rebranding. I'm pretty sure after the what? After the rebranding from NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling to Extreme Championship Wrestling. I think it's not too far after that. Well, you know, being a talent there. I thought I thought that it happened like a couple of weeks beforehand. Okay, but to me, it probably wouldn't have shown on television because we're gonna get. It's not too long now before we get um, Pulp Fiction, right? Well, I don't know. And, and 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 the static in between the segments, the little in between the segments deal, and all I that. I never done that. I never did any of that. No Pulp Fictions for you? <laughs> no, I wish I would have. Because I could have said something stupid like, oh, where's my cheeseburger? <laughs> Do the George the Animal steal. How now, brown cow? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, a- I mean, anything. But no, they, they, didn't, they didn't start that until after I was here. I don't know. Mm. But how great is it? What's it? What, I mean, Aaron, what's it? 90 seconds? Oh, you know? Pulp Fiction. Oh, Pulp Fiction? I, Pulp Fiction, sir, but right, I think that's 96. No, I'm saying 90 seconds. Oh. Mm. As far as like the end of the show, it's a, yeah. it's a send off. Yeah, it's it, it's it's the it's the bookend of the show, so it's it's probably it's probably 90 seconds. Yeah. Well, you got you got 37 minutes to to, to write your fucking stupid show, and 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 then you got you get three matches, you get three, four promos. I mean, I mean, I know how to write TV, so I know how to. I know how much time it is, so you you only get like sixteen, seventeen seconds, depending on how much time they got booked on the log for you know for the program. And in all I, uh, like in all honesty, that Pulp Fiction thing, a fucking fantastic idea. It's fucking great. Like they they took ninety seconds or however long to tell you every base basically everything that's going on in the fucking show. Dude, they could do. They could do. Probably, uh, I'm not even kidding. I, I mean, I'm not even joking. And I bet you, me, you, Aaron, Nate, could book this. We could book an hour of doing the same show for night for an hour of the same thing with the same song, and it would be just as interesting as it was on ECW. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get guys like stupid ass fucking Nick Cage. I'll get Miss Jessica. I mean, people that can cut promos. That's all you need. Yeah. I mean, for 90 minutes, you don't even have to show a match. All you got to do is show a bunch of guys going, I'm going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like it's like Jr. said. It's 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 all about putting the asses ass and eight, an ass every eighteen inches. You know, if you can get the if they bought the ticket, they bought the ticket. <laughs> it's the so, sizzle. Yeah, they got the sizzle and the stage. And that's why that's why honestly that's why the most financially successful periods in pro wrestling didn't have good pro wrestling because 
your fan that you're, your fan that you're appealing to. I mean, the most money the WWF ever made was during the Hogan era, where where the the in ring didn't matter. During the Attitude era, where the in ring was virtually non existent except for main event pay, or pay per view main events, that's when they make money. We as we as the kind of wrestling fans we are are looking for good wrestling. But mom and dad are just looking to take their kid to see the wrestlers. So if the wrestlers, if the wrestlers can promo them into the building, it doesn't matter what happens in the ring, you know. What about what about Watts? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, are, are you discrediting Watts? No, no. But I guess what I'm saying is like the most, the most, the most money made in smaller oh, periods of just, time. Just, just overall growth. Yeah, most money made in smaller periods of time. It's always when the worst wrestling is going on in the ring. All right, all right. I, I, I'll accept. Yeah, I, I guess I agree with that. And like I said, for a guy like you or me or Aaron, we're like, well, what the fuck? I'm like Bill <laughs> Watts made Bill Watts made like a billion dollars <laughs> in, the, in the in the in the door. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like during the oil business kind of thing, but. We all saw how that went. <laughs> Coco Beware just kept keep, kept drop kicking Gustavo Mendoza. <laughs> Do you think one of Bill Watts' biggest mistakes was constantly trying to replace Junkyard Dog instead of coming up with something new? I think Bill Watts' biggest mistake was not coming in place with um, reality. Mm. Like it, it's not it. It wasn't a black thing to Bill Watts. It was it no. I, I don't think that. I just think that he didn't have a he didn't have a touch on what the fucking society was going on. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Why would you want to book it? Nope. <laughs> I mean, it, it, uh, it, all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, Bill Watts wakes up in the morning and calls Ernie Lad. Hey, I'm done. You want to book it? I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Television announcer, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I want to book this television coming in. The big cat says, fuck that. No, I mean, seriously, it was in trouble. It was in trouble. And it didn't have any structure. Like, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, who, who's, I mean, we're not, we're not here to lie about it, right? Right. No, I mean, he just, it was like for, for that, I think at that period of time, it was his. It's the it's the old expression, and it might not. I don't know if it fits the situation or not. But his eyes were bigger than his stomach. I don't have any idea what that means. <laughs> you know, you you just. I mean, you, you, you think. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> what? If you slap me in front of these people, I'm I'm gonna look like one of the islanders. <laughs> no, she didn't slap me. She just shoved me. No, I I I don't know. I just. I don't know. Yeah, it, it is what it is. So I guess, the <laughs> I guess we'll spend we'll spend our last twenty minutes here, really fast, going through these two shows. Uh, thank you to listeners, by the way, for the questions. We appreciate it, um, and thank you for listening. Is, is um, there a Bear McElsacluna question? There's no Bear McElsacluna question. Archie Mitchell, fucking get on it though. Seriously, what the fuck's wrong, dude? The eight sixteen ninety four show. We start off with a promo from Mick Foley talking about Hardcore Heaven, or his promo from Hardcore Heaven. I'm sorry to oh, that where he talked about having a technical match, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then Joey just gives us Hardcore Heaven highlights. Like I said, folks, these shows aren't 
anything to write home about. We get a public Emmy promo that, of course, I didn't pay attention to because they lose me a lot of the time. Now, the Terry Funk and Cactus Jack promo that we get next. I love Terry and Jack just sitting next to each other. You know, essentially shooting the shit. Yeah, but why is Terry Funk talking about his cousin Thornton from Indiana getting his legs blown off in It's fantastic, Aaron. Why it's fantastic. Because he's Terry Funk. It doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. What, what are you talking about? It's cousin. Cousin Thornton Funk got his legs blown off. <laughs> I love it. In Vietnam. In Vietnam. Come on, dude. There's like 35 funks in his business. And all of a sudden, now there's a, a guy who had his foot shot off. <laughs> like, like, fucking, like fucking Cotton Hill. He's got no shins. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> how many funks are there? Go funk yourself. He won't kill a Nazi? Thornton Funk ain't got no legs. Dory Funk ain't got no legs? <laughs> Not Dory Funk. <laughs> Did somebody tell Marty? Because Marty don't know. Tomorrow it's going to be at a signing at a fucking diner. <laughs> With uh, what the fuck's his name? The guy that wrestles in 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 fucking Florida. And you got to go to a breakfast with him. And Marty and Marty and uh, Marty and Dory Newley. Hey, like like Dory, like uh, Marty's gonna say, "Hey, Dory, don't forget your legs. <laughs> keep swimming, keep swimming, Dory." <laughs> Yeah, uh, like, oh, there is a. Let me see. I am really just breezing through this, but they are well, talking we're talking about the hell, guys. No, the, no. <laughs> that's it. I had my ticket. I had my ticket punched a long time ago. I came to peace with it. Um, they're talking about the NWA Championship Tournament, of course, that we referenced earlier in the show, coming up August twenty seventh. We all know what's going to happen with that, which we will get into next week. Um, well, the names they hyped were Shane Douglas, Chris Benoit, nine one one. Dean no, Malenko. Yes, 911. Dean Malenko, Taz, and Two Cold Scorpio. That's who they've talked about so far. And I do, yeah, we do have the brackets coming up later, I think. I yes. think I have those written down. There is actually a Jason interview here because Jason, of course, at Hardcore Heaven, they show the highlights of him winning the TV title from Mikey, which we talked about was a fucked up finish. And, uh, Chad, you make an appearance here <laughs> That's right. to, to come in and put the champagne, dump the champagne or whatever it was, <laughs> over the head of Jason as he celebrates his TV title win. I have no idea I even wore it there. I mean, I, I don't remember any of this whatsoever because I have no idea I even wore it there. Yeah, I mean, I saw it and I was like, yeah, look at me. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> dumping, champ- dumping champagne on this fucking idiot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I was like, Dude, like, what am I? What am I leaving? You know, like, I thought I quit like months ago, <laughs> but apparently I'm still. You know, I don't. I, I don't fucking know your show. Uh, Jason also implies that Joey Styles um, wants to wants to get it on with him. Yes, he does. That was kind of weird. It was a weird thing. Well, Joey, Joey- Styles, it's weird because Joe because Paul was always in Joey's ear, and he would always tell you when it was time for somebody to go, or, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what, I, and that's what I knew it was time for me to go. The next thing here is... Whatever that sound was, was time for me to go. There's a, a, pomo, a promo, that's what we call it, that Paul E. cuts on the NWA tournament talking about 
essentially there aren't any real men out there to be the NWA champion anymore. And then they end the show with a promo from Shane Douglas where he references Hulk Hogan. He references Ric Flair. He references Dusty Rhodes. And he really turns up the, the, the whatever you want to say on Flair in this promo. Like, he's really attacking Flair hardcore here. And that's the end of the show. I mean, do you guys have any comments on any of that? Well, this is, I think, the first time he called him Dick Flair. Yeah, yeah. And then he said that Dusty Rhodes wears a bra. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. And at this point, and it seems like we may or may not have lost Chad Austin here. We're going to try to get him back on. But like I said, guys, there isn't a lot to discuss, any, uh, like a lot more to discuss here anyway. But we do go into the August 23rd, 1994 show. That starts off with uh, the San, uh, would they show us the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer from Hardcore Heaven. Um, the I, I, What I liked about the promo after this was... Um, woman, you know, she's taught her and Sandman are talking about Dreamer kissing her. She says something about they've pretty much moved the Tommy Cairo, Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Cairo thing with Peaches to Tommy Dreamer. You notice yeah. that? Oh, yeah. But I love the fact, I, I loved the fact that woman said, I'm gonna keep bitching till this is fixed. I just, I thought that was great. Like, I'm you just gonna Sam, keep bitching. Sandman's like, Are you seeing what I'm dealing with now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we have this all day over here. Yeah. You shut the fuck up because of what <laughs> you're doing. And she's like, I'm not going to keep, I'm going to keep bitching until this is fixed. I thought that was great. That was great. Yeah. That was Nancy doing a great job there. All right. So this is where I have it written down. The NWA tournament bracket, the first round. And uh, it is Shane Douglas versus Taz. Dean Malenko. This, this tournament is also introducing ECW to Malenko and Benoit, by yes. the way, folks. This is where we're going to start. See, we're going to see them make their first appearances in the promotion. Buckle your seatbelts. But it's Douglas Taz. Dean Malenko versus, and I always pronounce the names, the guy's name wrong, Nishimura. It's close enough. Um, He's not listening. It's all right. <laughs> we got two cold Scorpio versus Chris Benoit. And nine one one, yes, that'll be good. And then nine one one versus, I think they're calling it at this point a mystery entrant or whatever. A right? wild card, a wild is what card. It, yeah, this is what it actually says on the bracket. For those of you who don't Which, know, did I spoil I it? Uh, I was about to. It's doink. Yes, it is doink, but it is also beginning it's one of my doink. favorite angles, like favorite little angles ever with Born Again. Yes, it, it's 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 the good doink. You should be the good doink. It's good bad doink. It's like what doink should have never not been, or not. Right. You know what I mean? What, yeah, what he was, what he felt like from the beginning in the WWF, and then yeah. they then they screwed it up. Yes, uh, but yeah, that's that's what's coming. Born again, Matt Born doing that gimmick. Um, that's exciting because I'm really, and that's why I said I was pretty sure last time we did a show that Mr. Hughes was finishing up because Matt Bourne is going to be with Shane Douglas after this. Um, There is, there is a promo here after this with Dean Malenko talking about the tournament. Now here's what I wrote. It was a good serious promo, but it was too long. Oh, I put Dean Malenko. I respect you, but shut the fuck up. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like he just, It it wasn't good. It wasn't a good promo. See, I didn't mind it at, when it started. Like, when he first started. That's what I'm saying. Like, it started out as, you know. It was bad. All the way around. But, yeah, um, it went. Uh, 
he he and it, there's one point where he says, "I'm the Rocky Balboa now." Like Dean Malenko isn't a promo guy, and they should right. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, you have the Dean Malenko promo talking about the NWA tournament. Then we get a video uh, on Taz featuring him, essentially the torch being passed to him by Jimmy Snuka um, as the new barefoot savage in professional wrestling, I guess. And they recap the stuff with the Pitbulls. Uh, I don't have a lot there. Two Cold Scorpio, a Two Cold Scorpio promo with video clips. Also a guy that is one of my favorite wrestler. He's in my top 20 wrestlers of all time. I love too cold. I do. Bad promo. Bad Bad promo. promo. Yes. He'll, he'll just be like, you know what? It's ECW. And whoop, there it is. ECW. ECW dog. Here it is. Yeah. Baby got back. ECW. He just, he just, he just said, he just says, y'all mentioned, I mentioned I got a big old dick. Well, no, his promos consist of him saying ECW, that's where it's at, and then mentioning a popular rap song. He's like, ECW, that's where it's at. Baby got back. Yeah. We had effect. Slam. Slam. The live effect. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. I'll be Ani Kamosi in my way down to the ECW arena. But anyway, yes. Love Too Cold, not a great promo. Yo, man, I had to come to the ECW because I was like, if I have no, if you have no loot, go to ECW and get some money, y'all. Tony, Tony, Tony. All right, <laughs> they show us highlights or lowlights or whatever you want to call them of nine one one and Mister Hughes from Hardcore Heaven. Like, yo, woman, all I want to do is I'm a zoom, 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 and you boom, boom. <laughs> and then she said, "I got a man," and I was like, "What your man got to do with me?" <laughs> all right. Her name was Kay, and I said, "All right, let's be positive, Kay." Yes, let's be positive. All right, anyway, then we see the highlights, lowlights, whatever you want to call them, of 911 and Mr. Hughes from Hardcore Heaven. And Paulie dangerously then cuts a promo talking about the participants of the tournament and the upcoming tag title match at the show, which is going is advertised to be Terry Funk and Cactus Jack against the public enemy. That's another twist. That's not who's going to be challenging them for the tag team titles. But we will get to that next week, of course. Shane Douglas cuts. Shane Douglas's promos are great when he decides not to talk about Bret Hart and Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he just—he's so heavy-handed with that shit. Sometimes it gets old, and I understand this is '94. That stuff's never been done before. He's kind of doing something again that hasn't been done, and obviously he wants to eat that up and create a persona. I get it, but when he just does a serious promo about in this crazy ass wrestling promotion i'm the wrestler you know i'm the i'm the best wrestler in this promotion i'm the lead dog as far as bell to bell competition goes he's great yeah and to me and i understand like wanting to get people talking about it and stuff but um that's the thing that i always kind of agreed with with vince and they kind of went away with it in the attitude era because vince Rousseau started writing shit and everything i loved when I, I think Vince McMahon's opinion or ideology of we're the only wrestling company in the world. Well, no, you're not, Vince. There's all kinds of other companies. Shut up. We're the only wrestling company around. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about other companies because why would I want to promote them? Right. You know what yes. I mean? Yep. And, and and the greatest example of Vince McMahon being right in that situation is, oh, that was, that was the butts in seats. That's exactly that what I was going to say. Butts in seats. 
So just if you're the lead dog, just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, just shut the fuck. Like if you're the lead dog, shut the fuck up and just enjoy it. And if you're not the lead dog, don't piss off the lead dog because he's gonna fucking come back and get you. Right. Because he's the lead fucking dog for a reason. Yeah. Like it's just that's just how I think of it. Yes. And like and I agree. It's like okay, Shane, cut a promo. Okay, well you just cut a you just cut a minute and a half promo and you only talked about our show for like twenty seconds of it. But the rest of it was about Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Dusty Rose, and Bret Hart. Yeah. Point oh, I wholeheartedly agree. Yes. Um, the next thing is a really good promo from, obviously, from Cactus Jack. And one of the things that I'm the most excited about that we've gotten into now watching ECW is I get to watch Cactus Jack ECW promos. Because they're, from begin from his the beginning of his run to the end of his run, Jack cuts... Probably next to my, you know, Aaron knows how I am. Probably next to, to some Dusty Rhodes promos, the Cactus Jack promos in ECW are my favorite promos of all time. Well, it's because he was allowed to be Mick, like he was allowed to be himself. Like he wasn't. Like I know when when Vince got him or whatever, and he did the shit with uh, Jim Ross and all that, and Vince was like, "Wow, look at him!" You know, like, that was good yeah. stuff. But it was still WWF, right? stuff like it was still somebody approving or whatever he was saying you know what i mean mm-hmm. but in ecw it was just hey mick Be- I'm yeah. assuming, just go say your shit you got I don't, you- think, I don't think paulie then we'll get there eventually i don't think paulie was like hey take your kids to the amusement park and get on the slowest carousel there is or whatever this right. is extreme <laughs> I mean, like he wasn't yeah. telling him to do that. That just Mick took his kids to circus, circus, or or Christmas, Christmas, or wherever the fuck he went and did it, and came back and said, "Look at this shit." You know, you know what I mean? Yes. Kind of like it's it's why Raven was best Raven in ECW because it was just Scott Levy being Scott Levy. Right. Well, in this promo, Jack talks about his first pay per view against Norman, the lunatic. Yes. And how he was invited to Ric Flair's party. Birthday party. His birthday party. And essentially, the punchline here is... He met Terry Funk. Yes. And Terry, they were like, Terry Funk, this is Cactus Jack. And Terry Funk was like, I know Cactus Jack. I don't see shit in him. I don't see shit in him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, then he talks about Public Enemy, because again, we're building toward Jack and Terry versus the Public Enemy. At the NWA tournament show, and hold on, sorry. Oh, you're all right. I'm gonna try to figure out how I want to say this. Is there a better, like, non-related, like, father-son type relationship than Mick Foley and Terry Funk? No, no. I know. I mean, I'm sure there's shit outside of the ring, or, or I don't want to say outside of the ring, like shit before them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But that you didn't see documented or whatever, but in the modern era of professional wrestling, I don't think there's a, a relationship like that. No, there is. And and that's why, like I said, I had written down at the beginning when we first started talking about these shows with them sitting in the chairs together. I love to watch, just watch Terry and Jack enjoy each other's company. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. It's, it's, it's I think it's because they've never, Fallen out of friendship, mm-hmm. you know. What I mean, like you always hear, like, like, oh, Larry Zabisco and and D, and Bruno Sammartino, 
that was like a father son type thing. But then the heat money fucked it up or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Bruno even fucking had a feud with his own, like a legit falling out with his own kid. Own son, yes. <laughs> like Mick still goes and see, like seeks out Terry and takes pictures. Yeah. Just, I didn't know if I if I was overthinking something that I couldn't think of, but it's like I, I can't think of two guys that just had a that I like on whatever. You know what I mean? I'm I know. Yeah, I absolutely enjoy it. They are fantastic together, as they will be intertwined. And essentially, that's it, right? Yeah, they recap the chair storm, and then the public enemy cuts a shitty promo. That's how it goes off the air. Well, there you go. (laughs) And uh, we apologize for everybody for uh, losing Chad. He said he was having some storms in his area earlier, so maybe he uh, lost his connection. But, I mean, frankly, the... We heard him for the good part of the show, right? <laughs> yeah, we got an hour out of it, so we appreciate people asking questions, because if not, it wouldn't have happened. Yes, not this week, but on the promising side, next week, shit explodes. Yep. There's two very iconic ECW moments in one show, so look forward to that. Absolutely. Aaron, anything you want to say as parting words for our listeners this week before we sign off? Nope. Like I said, just thanks for, uh, excuse me, thanks for asking the questions. And if you want to watch the show ahead of time that we're going to be talking about, it's August 30th, 1994. It's on the cock. <laughs> um, I tried to find the tournament, and I can't find, like, the actual yeah, tournament. I can't find I couldn't, it anywhere. I couldn't find it either. The only one I could find was the one Candido wins. Yeah, and we already talked about that on, on We Can't Wrestle. So, um, that's like I said, guys. If you want to watch the show before we listen to us review it, that's what you want to do. August 30th, 1994. Absolutely. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And just to... Uh, to do this before we sign off, I want to encourage everybody, if you have not yet, to join our Facebook group, Reliving the Extreme, or listen to our other shows here on the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network, like the We Can't Wrestle Podcast, especially. And also, send your questions in. It's cool to get the questions. We got three of them this week. I was I was very happy to see that. Reliving the Extreme at gmail.com. And that being said... I want to thank Chad Austin, of course, and my brother Aaron for joining me again this week. And we will see everybody next week as we continue Reliving the Extreme. Have a good week, everybody. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media. All rights reserved.